the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I will admit to you all that I don't usually catch late night talk shows. I'm usually asleep before the first one, the like not so late one starts. But I do catch the clips that get passed around. I try to stay, you know, current and, and watch the clips. And usually they get passed around because they're funny. But every now and then um, a clip will kind of go viral because of its um, profound nature. And as I've been paying attention to this, I realized that Stephen Colbert, of all people, the late night host, is one of those people who seems to be comfortable with grief. Now, in our mainstream culture, especially on TV and, and comedy shows, we're not very comfortable with grief. It's, it's uncomfortable. We're not quite sure what to do with it. In our culture, we prefer to move fast, to move on, to keep going, to stuff it down and try to ignore it. But apparently, Stephen Colbert suffered great loss early in life. And I've heard several interviews now with him in which he talks openly about that grief and how it has shaped him as an adult. He talks like someone who has learned to live with his grief and allow it to offer him deeper compassion for others and for himself. He talks like someone who is keenly aware that grief and joy hardship and beauty simply coexist side by side in our lives. Whether or not you like his comedy or his politics, he is someone who talks about grief with a lot of compassion and speaks from his own deep faith. I've been intrigued by this, and I've noticed that his openness and comfort with the topic has made space for others to be open about their own grief as well. About a year ago, the actor Andrew Garfield was on The Late Show to promote his new movie. But his mother had recently died. And instead of avoiding the topic, as I imagine most would be tempted to do, Stephen Colbert simply expressed his empathy, named how hard that must be. And then he asked Garfield how art and making that movie specifically had helped him in his grief. In the clip, Garfield looks a little surprised to be asked this question on a glitzy late-night talk show. He begins to answer, and then he immediately gets choked up. There's sort of an awkward pause in the interview, and then Garfield says, I love talking about her, by the way. So if I cry, it's only a beautiful thing. This is all the unexpressed love, right? the grief that will remain with us until we pass because we never get enough time with one another, right? So I hope this grief stays with me because it's all the unexpressed love that I didn't get to tell her. And I told her every day. We all told her every day. She was the best of us. Later, Garfield concluded by saying, we all know deep down that life is sacred. Life is short. And we better just be here as much as possible with each other, holding on to each other. On this comedy show, it turned into this beautiful and profound moment. And the clip went viral because of its honesty between two human beings. It was just a human moment. I tell this story because our gospel today is a story about grief. It is a human moment. 
It's one in which Jesus' humanity and divinity are fully apparent. This story is one about love between friends and grieving the loss of a loved one. In the story, there's a family Jesus clearly loves, Mary, Lazarus, and Martha of Bethany. Lazarus has died, and people have come all the way from Jerusalem to Bethany to grieve with Mary and Martha, his sisters. Jesus greets Martha first on the road to their home. While she has great faith in Jesus, she expresses her frustration with him for not arriving sooner. She knows Lazarus will be resurrected on the last day, but she misses him now. She would like him around now. And when Jesus greets Mary, she too is full of grief and wishes Jesus had arrived sooner. It is in witnessing her weeping and the weeping of those who grieve alongside her that he is deeply moved and agitated. The text says, When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. Then he goes to the tomb and he commands Lazarus to come out. It's an incredible sign that he does, this deed of power to raise Lazarus. But the part that really gets me in this story every time is that he stops first to listen and to grieve. Though he has known all along that he would wake Lazarus, he pauses to listen to Martha in her frustration, the shape that her grief takes. He pauses to listen to Mary and is deeply moved by her weeping, the shape that her grief takes. He too weeps, perhaps at their pain, perhaps also at the fragility of human life. Perhaps he's moved by those who have come to be with Mary and Martha and keep them company. Maybe he just misses his friend Lazarus. The way that Jesus pauses to listen, to weep, to be present in their grief and his own is such affirmation to me that we can be both deeply faithful and experience grief. We can have resurrection hope and miss our loved ones when we see them no longer. It is actually a deeply faithful thing to name that a person is irreplaceable and we miss their unique presence when they pass on. If you've been around St. Paul's any length of time, or even if you're just on our email list, you'll know that we've had a lot of funerals this year. Each of these people represent a full life, a family and a community who loved and cared for them. Even if you haven't known any of these beloved members who have died, it does something. It changes the fabric of our community. Grief is a natural and faithful response as we give thanks for the lives of these beloved people. We may cry. We may get angry. We tell stories. We laugh. We may feel deeply tired. All of this is faithful, too. Mary and Martha's community gather around them to grieve with them. I bet they shared stories and laughed and cried all at once. And Jesus shows up and he listens and cries too. All of it is so very human. And the amazing way that God acts is to make something new out of it. To create life in the midst of loss. 
In a very literal way in this story, Jesus raises Lazarus. But even in our lives in which we don't see that kind of thing happen, God is still making something new in the midst of us. Out of grief, our eyes can be opened. Opened to the preciousness of this life. The beauty, the fragility, the sheer gift that it is. It can be tempting after loss to shut down, to withdraw, to stay angry, to create a hard shell of indifference so nothing ever breaks our hearts again. But this would be such a loss. The greatest gift God gives us is one another. Grief can give us fresh eyes for that. To sweat the small stuff less. To let bygones just be bygones. To cherish the goodness and the beauty that we see. The little blessings. To say thank you. To reach out when we need help. To ask questions of others. And then to listen when they answer. This is new life that can come out of even the most difficult of circumstances. A simple and breathtaking understanding that this life is such a gift and we are here to share it with one another. God came among us and took on human form in the person of Jesus. This person loved and wept and laughed and ate and got angry at the injustices in the world and fully lived. And we get to do the same every day. We get to be human too. We get to be human together. So let us pray together and then come forward to this altar to receive the body of Christ together. And then strengthened, let us go forth into the world with opened eyes to fully live and to fully love. To be human is such a gift. Amen.